Hello everyone and welcome to the Banter Roundtable podcast. This is your host, Ben Cohen. And I'm Bob Seska. And I'm Justin Rosario. The Banter Roundtable podcast is brought to you by the Banter Newsletter. We rely on our generous subscribers to keep going, so please support us by signing up for a Banter membership today. You can get a 50% discount when you join the community and you'll get access to all our premium articles and locked archive. You will also be supporting independent, responsible media at a crucial time when our democracy is in peril. Your support is greatly appreciated. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 26 of the Banter Roundtable podcast. Today, I'm sad to announce, it is just myself and Justin. We're without the lovely Bob. Seska, Bob has got car problems. And, um, yep, Justin, we, we can hold the fort down, I think. I think we'll be okay. Well, I think, we're, weren't we going to replace Bob with a mime for this week? But the mime couldn't come through? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's just us. Uh, we'll do our best. So, anyway, we have a, a, a show. This is supposed to be last week's show, basically, where we, um, we were, Justin and I were both very very sick i was i was really really sick and uh, couldn't get out of bed um so that's why we didn't record a podcast last week and justin you were the same so it would have been a bit weird having bob by himself on a podcast yeah that would have been the bob seska show we just would have yeah. been stealing it <laughs> we were right exactly exactly um so anyhow we will be talking a little bit today about roe versus wade uh, we're going to be talking also about justin your piece on the manosphere and oh the uh, far right wing mis- misogynistic movements that are sweeping through America, being exported to the UK, um, and and the what and whatnot. We're going to talk about Tucker Carlson now. Who who is now his big thing is uh, apparently uh, declining masculinity in America. So we can talk about that for a bit. He, Tucker Carlson is spending hours uh, programming talking about declining testosterone levels. We've talked about this before, but. Um, I want to go into this a bit more in detail uh, about why is Tucker could they have not found someone else other than Tucker Carlson? But um, <laughs> then we but have both so sides. At least, at least, at least, Sean Hannity has the chin, right? Tucker yeah. Carlson is like the least masculine person I can think of. Exactly, exactly. Then we've got our both sides segment, and then we're going to go into the uh, members. And today we've got a bit of a personal story from Justin uh, as it relates to Roe versus Wade and uh, abortion. So it's a bit of a personal story, uh, Justin. You you can um, tell us a bit more about that before we go into the members section. Yep. So anyway, um, let's get going. The Supreme Court, the leaked Supreme Court decision and the ramifications of this are not good at all. And uh, Justin, you have been writing about this. You've been screaming from the rooftops about about this for uh, as long as I've known you, really, about what the right plans on doing as planned for Roe versus Wade. And so how bad is this, in your opinion? And um, is it worse than you expected? Um. It actually is a little bit worse than I expected. I mean, I I, I knew I, – I mean, okay, we've all known that they're going to go after Roe versus Wade, right? We all knew they were going to do that. Um, and we didn't know how they were going to do it. We didn't know if they were going to just overrule it straight out. Or if they were going to do continue the you know death by a thousand cuts thing, or just kind of be like, well, it's not technically overruled, but it's overruled enough where you can 
not get an abortion anymore, but it's still technically on the books. We, we just didn't know how they were going to do it, right? But mm. they have a supermajority, and they just went, damn to torpedoes. Not only are we going to get rid of Roe and Casey, we're just going to make it super clear. It is open season on every fucking thing that we hate in this country. And now, I've always known that's what they were going to do. I've been screaming that for years, that they're not going to stop with abortion. They were going to go after everything else after that. Um, you know, it was going to be birth control. It was going to be same-sex marriage. It was going to be homosexuality. You know, and they're going to go as far as interracial marriage if they think they can get away with it. And what's to stop them? Um, and this this decision, this draft decision, and there's no reason to expect that they'll change it because yeah, they, why they, would why, they? Why would they? Why would they, they? Right? They've got the numbers. They've got the numbers to do this. So why would why would they? Why would they exactly. not do it? Exactly. Um, and this decision just laid it all out. It just very carefully explained that. Oh no. We're not going to this. This only applies to this one thing. But every time the Supreme Republicans on Supreme Court say it only applies to this one thing, that ends up being not true in the slightest. And then they go after everything else that they've always wanted to go after. So this decision made it extremely clear that everything else is on the table. And it was just a big red flare to Republicans in the states to start going after all these other things. So specific, but but like specifically, this is this is going to affect red states, right? So like blue states will should be. Um, I think it's important to discuss the nuances of this, right? That basically what this means, uh, the decision means that it will be now the states will will have a lot more control over this. It's not um, it's not that abortion is being banned everywhere. It's that uh, states that will have um, far more control o- over the, over w- women's reproductive systems, right? So there are no federal guarantees now that abortion rights will be protected. So, as I understand it, what this what this likely means is that women from red states are going to be um, coming over into blue states to get abortions. It's going to be it's going to put if huge, they can afford it if they can afford it, right? And it's going to put massive strain on 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 the medical care you know, in blue states as well. So is, is that right? Am I, am I getting that right? That it's going to be basically mean uneven um, reproductive yes. laws in different states. Yes. And, but it's not going to stop there because the, well, you've got two other things that follow up from this. One Republicans are immediately going to start trying to pass a federal law. Like the second, if they get control of, Congress and the White House, the very first thing they're going to do is try to pass a federal law banning abortion. Because while the Supreme Court said it's not up to the federal government to ban abortion, they will absolutely allow it to, I'm sorry, it's not up to the federal government to allow abortion. They will absolutely allow it to ban abortion. So that's the first thing they're going to try to do. But then there's the second part where they're going, because they really, really want to ban abortion all abortions and there's they're going to start making the legal case that the 14th amendment covers fetuses that's what personhood bills are about if you can if you can make the legal case that a fetus is a person 
then you have to provide it 14th Amendment guarantees, which means you can't abort it. And then the Supreme Court will be able to step in and say, oh, yeah, look at that. Fetus, a fetus is a person. Well, then you can't abort it. Abortion's illegal, according to the Constitution. So sorry. Oh, well. And that's, mm. that's the other avenue. Those are the two avenues that they're looking at because they're not going to stop with just saying, well, it's illegal in red states. We're okay with that. Do what you want in blue states. They'll never, ever stop trying to make it illegal in everything. They, their whole thing about states' rights was always bullshit. They don't care mm. about states' rights. Because the second you say, okay, states' rights, it's legal in California and New York and blue states, they're going to say, yeah, no, we can't allow that. Mm. We don't want that. But what happened to states' rights? I don't know what you're talking about. I, I don't remember ever saying that. You just said it five minutes ago. Yeah, no, that was yesterday. Shut up. It has to be illegal everywhere. That's yeah. coming. So, okay, another question. What can the Democrats do about this? Um, they can absolutely codify it in blue states. They can put it in their state constitutions. They can put it in, you know, on the books and saying it is legal in our states because they don't all have that right now, right? Because mm. it wasn't necessary. Um, you know, if it's if it's constitutionally protected, you don't need to put it in your constitution or put it on the law books. Mm. Now they have to. I mean, some of them already have it. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you which ones off the top of my head, but now they absolutely have to have that. Um, and they have to be prepared to fight tooth and nail because they're going to start getting sued by other states. You know, uh, women are going to be accessing abortion in their states and then coming home. And then these really zealous um, uh, states are going to be like, well, you went and got an abortion. It's like, yeah, but I didn't get it in your state. It's like, it doesn't matter. You broke the law. Yeah, they're going to be trying to do that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, they're going to be the commerce clause is going to be coming into effect. Crossing state lines to do stuff is going to be coming into effect. They're really going to be looking to undermine the entire concept of the United States because that's what they really want, right? They want to break down that entire theory of how this country works in order to manipulate and control the maximum amount of power, uh, force the maximum amount of power that they they, they, can, um, they can inflict on everyone around them. That's what they want. They don't really care about the Constitution. They just care about how much control can we exert, especially in the states that we don't actually control. So, you know, it's going to be messy. It's going to be ugly. But this Supreme Court is more than willing to be accommodating for that sort of thing because they're ideologues. They're zealots. You know, they're absolute total fucking extremists. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the, the scary thing about, uh, you, you know, we're now seeing just how far they're willing to go because I, I never thought I'd see this. I'd never thought, you know, they'd overturn Roe versus Wade. I just, I could not foresee that, right? That's the one thing I thought, you know what, they, they can't be that crazy. They are. They are that crazy. And, and they're just getting started. And, they, and they're just getting warmed up, right? So, I mean, now more important than ever that the Democrats win the midterms, right? They have to retain control of, of the House and the Senate. Like, that, that it, it is an absolute necessity. And it's kind of one of the only sort of silver linings I see in this is that hopefully this is going to motivate Democrats to get out there and vote. At least it's going to um, motivate women uh, in particular 
to 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 come out and and try to protect you know their own reproductive rights as well. I mean, look, it's incumbent upon everybody to to do their bit. Um, but one hopes that this does inspire some sort of mobil- voter mobilization. Because otherwise, I think you know. Look, I thought it was interesting that the you know they they voted for a carve out on the filibuster, and um, uh, you know to, to to have a constitutional amendment for uh, abortion to protect abortion rights, and you know they got forty nine votes. Um, it was Joe Manchin was the one holding out as usual because of course it was. <laughs> yeah. So, but I think this is progress on 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 the filibuster. You know, that that's not nothing. 49 votes is pretty good, right? So I don't want to hear all this, you know, oh, Democrats need to do more. Democrats are doing everything they flipping can right now, right? That they, they really are. They can't, you know, the reality of politics in America means that, you know, you have to go through the Senate, right? You, you can't just, you know, Joe Biden can't just decide unilaterally, like, hey, I'm going to have a constitutional amendment, right? That needs to go through the senate right? exactly. he had to go through he's both not, he's not right? a king right he's not a king you know um so again i'm hoping that bob and his you know last time we talked about this about the midterms bob seemed to be a bit more enthusiastic about the midterms and uh, i'm very much pessimistic about them but i'm more optimistic about the midterms now now that they've done this uh, I don't know. Do you, where do you stand on that? Do you see any movement? Do you think that this is going to be a boon to Democrats for the midterms? I think it can be. I think it depends on when the decision comes out, especially if it comes out the way it was already written. Like, even if they try and soften it a bit, it's not going to be enough. Like, they would literally have to either not overturn it, like they would have to lose somebody. Um, Justice Kennedy would have to convince someone to not side with Alito and the rest of the psychos. And I don't see that happening, which is my personal feeling is Alito um, was the one who leaked it in order to lock in the other votes, because otherwise they're going to know that one of them got squishy and reversed their uh, their decision. Um, and they're not going to want to do that. Mm. Um, if, and if not Alito, then someone else uh, among the uh, the five. But if they release that, even remotely in the final form that we saw and the draft form that we saw, I think it's really going to enrage women because Republicans are not going to be able to walk away from this. They're not going to be able to hide from it. They're not going to say, well, I'm actually for abortion. It's like, no, you're not. You're not. You're never for abortion. It, you, we have like like hours and hours of recordings of you saying, oh, yeah, I support overturning road. You can't just say now. It's like, oh, wait, it, it's actually happening. No, I, I kind of support it. So. And the Democrats just need to get that message out to give us two more senators, two more. Joe Manchin can go fuck himself and then we can do what we got to do to protect women. That's a hell of a message to go into yeah. the midterms with. And what a Democrat, what a Republic's going to have Hunter Biden's laptop again. I mean, really, because they never really stopped talking about it. Yeah. Right. And, and what, what are they going to sell to their base? Give us control of the uh, give us control of the Congress, and we'll pass a federal abortion ban. That's a really great way to get more women out to the voting booth to vote yeah. against them. <laughs> yeah, I you know I and this is this is again that's my hope. My hope is that they can turn this around and get their messaging on point and um, try and eke out victories. You know, 
uh, it, just enough. Again, two more seats in the Senate. Is that too much to ask for? I mean, it is a lot, right? It's it's tight. Well, the map's in our favor, so it's not that much yeah. to ask for. Right. But the, I mean, <clears throat> the problem, I, I guess, is, you know, obviously incumbents, like, it's, it's it, the, in the first year, the whoever controls the White House, they usually lose the, you know, in the midterms, they historically don't do well. Um, which is still amazes me. It's still, I find it incredible that you've got a guy who tried, who literally, you know, tried to, tried to uh, have a coup, tried to overthrow a Democratic Not even a guy, election. an entire party. I mean, yeah. it was the entire party tried to do this. Right. And there's still people just like, I don't know, give him another chance. It's like, really? What the fuck is yeah. wrong with you? You still vote for a Republican after that? It's insane. I mean, it really is insane. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, this is all pretty depressing stuff. Um, the 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 Roe versus Wade being on the chopping block is is it's a monumental sort of moment in American history. I think this is like it's it's huge, and I think it's going to be a, uh, the battle of of you know a huge. This is for the next couple of years. Like you know, women's reproductive rights are at stake here. So Democrats, we need to get our backsides in gear. Uh, we also need to work together, recognize the fact that there is a common enemy and we need to stop the circular firing squad. Like, you know, I'm hearing lots of stuff on, again, the far left of blaming Democrats for this, blaming Nancy Pelosi. They're, they're, like Susan Sarandon is spending most of her time attacking Nancy Pelosi over this. Of course which, she is. Which, yeah, which is it's like, like, look, come on, for, for, for once, please, you know, get your act together. So anyway, on the same theme of um, misogyny and uh, men voting to take women's rights away, uh, you wrote a fascinating piece this week, Justin, centered on the manosphere, which I'd never heard of. I'd never heard of the manosphere. How have I not heard of the manosphere? Oh, my God. I I envy, envy your blissful ignorance. Yeah. (laughs) You're so So, lucky. (laughs) so, So this is the rights misogyny is worse than you think, and it's killing women. And um, basically, you do a very in-depth dive into uh, just how sort of disgusting and extreme a lot of these men's rights organizations are in America and how it is actually kind of the movement's winning, right? I mean, it's actually kind of like, you know, now <laughs> we've got abortion well, rights. It's not, on the dwindling. <laughs> it's not going nowhere. Anyway, so... so um, Give me a little bit of an overview of the manosphere. What is, what is the man? So this is the sort of main target of your your, your essays, the manosphere. These these losers who, uh, uh, the guy, the, I think the the head of the manosphere has got a red cap on saying "Make women virgins again." So delightful human being. Oh yeah. So all right, I came across I came across these guys. I don't know several years ago mm-hmm. uh, when I first heard the phrase "men's right activist." I was like the fuck is that and i and i poked into it and i was just like oh okay these people are crazy and i kind of stayed away from it because it was just like really nasty really ugly and really toxic and i just it was so nasty and ugly that i just it just made me feel really icky and creepy and gross and was like i don't want to deal with these people but i kept coming across it and it was like fuck i actually have to deal with this and I just started writing about it every now and then, and I just started kind of keeping tabs on it. And it's just, they are the gender, this is, and this is exactly how I would describe them. Every time I talk about them, they're the gender equivalent of Nazis. So 
the the absolute hatred that white nationalists and Nazis have for like Jewish people and black people, that's the level of absolute rage the manosphere has for women. Mm. I mean, there's sexism, there's misogyny, and then there's these guys. And and it's 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 hard to comprehend. Like we all we all live in a world where racism is just everywhere, right? And it's I mean, it's not hard to understand because it's constant, it's ever present. Um it's a little bit harder to wrap your head around this level of hatred for women. I mean, we all have mothers. Most of us have sisters or female cousins. We have grandmothers. We, we have daughters. We have what? Like, how do you learn to hate women with that much intensity? I mean, this many. I mean, it's not like it's like a small number of them. I mean, it's millions of these guys. And this covers... This covers the incel movement, right? The involuntary celibates who these are guys who just don't have sex and blame women for it to the point where they go out and kill them on a somewhat regular basis. Um, you've got the men's right activists who blame everything that's wrong with men uh, in men's lives on women, right? I wrote an article about one of them a couple of years ago. He literally blamed child porn laws on women. As if child porn was should be legal, so men wouldn't have to go to jail for this, and the fact that it wasn't was the fault of women. So that happened. Um, Jesus. And there's the pickup artists who whole thing is you know they they teach you how to you know you know uh, like neg women you know negging is you know you insult them so they feel bad about themselves so they'll want to date you i swear this is a thing they think they say works and you know they teach you how to go out and pick up as many women as possible and have sex with them for one night and then dump them because blah 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 whatever right and it's just this whole constellation of different oh there's men going their own way now mgtow where they have forsworn women completely like no women in their lives at all they don't need women they're not gay Right, they're not homosexual. It's not like they are going to go hook up with men. They're not because that's not manly. They just do not want women in their lives because women are superfluous or bad for them, or they drag you down, or they're gold diggers. They're, you know, blah blah blah. And that's that's the manosphere, right? It's a play on blogosphere, and it's this whole constellation of really, really bad people. Sad men, sad little men. And some women, right? Because there's always there's the pick-me girl. You know, it's like, pick me, pick me, I'm not like these other girls. Um, yeah, well, they've they've internalized the misogyny. They've internalized these kind of horrific values. Right, uh, or it's just you... a grift for them, or both. Yeah. But um, so it's this whole constellation of groups, and they just kind of just spew, and it's all online well not all of it obviously because i wrote about the 21 convention which was very much not online but they spew all kinds of misogyny and it's like hardcore misogyny i mean they talk about how they want rape to be legalized how you know they should just be able to kill women when they want to because they're sluts and whores and blah 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 and all Man, this, this other stuff. Be, this really should be our both side segment right again you know for those of you new to the podcast we do a weekly segment where we talk about how uh, we do our both sides segment where we highlight kind of Republican ins- uh, extremism and and how both sides really aren't the same, uh, despite what the mainstream media will tell you. What the what the what the Chuck Todds and the 
Chrysalises and all that. That will tell you that, you know, both sides are just as bad. And when really, they really, like, as much as I despise a lot of the left and find them irritating, there's nothing like this. There's, There's absolutely, there's no moral equivalent whatsoever. Like, this is purely kind of. Right wing, right wing extremism is incredibly scary. It's very, very scary. It's very. If you understand, you know, read Justin's piece, right? I mean, the more in depth you go into this stuff, the more vile it becomes. Yeah, I mean, you'll find you'll find sexism and racism on the left because you know this is America. Of course, you will. But um, it's nothing compared to what you're going to find on the right. I mean, it's just so deep and pervasive, and I mean. It's just unbelievable. I mean, Lila, you know, my 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 um, pseudo daughter that semi adopted. She read through my article before I was finished with it, and then she went to the website that I was writing about the twenty one convention, which is like a, a real world convention down in Florida, because of course it's Florida, where these guys get together and talk about you know how to be the man of your house and how to be a patriarch and the future is patriarchy. And and I did not make any of that up. And she just sat there and she was both like laughing, like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm reading this. And like, Holy shit. Are are these people for real? And I was like, Oh, they absolutely are for real. They're 100% for real. And she was just like, how is, how, how are these people even walking around still? You know, it's like, what is wrong with them? And it's like a lot. And this, yeah, this is you could just... say that. You could say that. I mean, but look, this this sort of leads us to 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 the the another thing I wanted to talk about today, which is the the, the Tucker Carlson. Um, you know, Tucker Carlson is is using this kind of stuff on on his show. Uh, you, you know, you know like how Tucker Carlson now is kind of like documentary maker extraordinaire um, on um, uh, on Fox News, right? Yeah, that seems to be a big thing for them now. It's right. Weird. So, so, so now he, you know. F- first of all, this week um, he, he went. He started. You know, the new uh, press secretary, Corinne uh, Jean Pierre. Uh, so he's attacked. Like surprise, surprise, he's been attacking a black woman. Not Tucker Carlson. The not progressive. Tucker. No way. <laughs> not, not Tucker Carlson. <laughs> So he's got a documentary coming out on Fox News. Uh, this is the end of men, so describing a tes- testosterone calamity among American men. Um, and this was his stuff about you know uh, nuking your balls right to increase your testosterone levels. But Tucker Carlson has been sort of driving this. Um, he's been driving this theme that American men are under attack and under threat. So you've got these men's rights movements, these crazy people who are like, you know, you know there's stuff in your article. Um, but Tucker Carlson is like, he's, he's like an expert troll. He understands, this is what I find so scary about the guy, is that he, he very acutely understands where the right is in America and just how sort of um, repellent and... and uh, disgusting they are and he knows how to inflame like opinion he knows how to roll them up to yeah, hate how to manipulate them and how and how to manipulate them right so he's been doing he's got this uh, he's got this 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 documentary series about declining testosterone in men and why it's a big problem but like look you know if you're gonna have anybody do this 
right? Why Tucker Carlson? Has no one sort of taken him aside? I can't... Any of the men's rights movements being like, hey, hey, dude, like, you've got no chin. Um, <laughs> you're like the softest, <laughs> pinkest, doughboy, beta male I've ever seen in my life, right? You just take one look at the guy and think, this guy couldn't... He couldn't fight, the, fight his way out of a paper bag, right? It, him present him being the sort of tough guy macho man of the right is absolutely bizarre right how is tucker carlson leading the men's rights movement now he's the kind of the uh he's he's latched onto this thing right he's latched onto the men's right thing but this is how bad it's getting now that tucker carlson is now sort of emblematic of masculinity in america really i mean You've seen you've seen all the paintings and drawings they've done of Trump as a big muscle, mighty warrior, right? I mean, it's just it's it's a level of wish fulfillment. You know, they look at the guy. It's like, okay, this is the guy that's telling me what I want to hear, but he's he's a waddling old, you know, withering whatever. Or do you look at Tucker Carlson? It's like, you know what? I don't care. They're telling me what I want to hear. They're mm. telling me that I'm a victim. That it's not my fault, my life sucks, that it's actually the fault of, you know, this person, that person, women, oh, especially women, definitely got to blame women. And as long as you tell them what they want to hear and that they're the victim and it's not their fault that they're terrible people, they're not going to care. They're not. They're really not going to care if you have no chin and that you used to wear a bow tie and people used to look at you like, you're such a dork. They don't care. They'll just pretend it's like, yeah, that's a man's man because he's telling me what I want to hear. Yeah, and it, but it's the, the it's the fascist overtones um, that I find scary about this stuff, right? I mean, this classic sort of fascism. It's fascism one hundred and one. This is oh you yeah, know, this definitely. Is kind of, this is like straight up Nazi stuff. This is straight up. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, obsessing over men, obsessing over masculinity, putting women in their place. Oh, that's. Oh, that's like freaking textbook fascism. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I worry about this, again, in that um, we, we are losing women's rights. We're losing reproductive rights in America. While they, we have this growing men's rights movement and you have right-wing trolls, Tucker Carlson, leading the charge. Uh, and, and what sort of gets lost in this, um, in, in this fact, is that, right, like women's reproductive rights are being eroded, Right. And I think that there's because they've now convinced a lot of the right, a lot of the right. You know, I think a lot of um, uh, women, uh, Republican women, are pro-choice, right? Um, but because now, you know, reproductive rights are being placed, they're kind of secondary now. You have to create a something that's worse, right? You have to create something that's even more terrifying than losing reproductive rights, right? And that's the end of masculinity. And that's the end of you know what I mean, right? So, so yeah, it's it's to me it's like a giant distraction. It's a giant distraction where they can enact all this right, this extreme right wing bullshit by claiming that the left are trying to destroy men, right? That the left are trying to destroy masculinity, all the soy boys, and like we've been trolled by um, uh, by these manosphere losers on Twitter all week. I haven't really, I haven't responded to any of it. Um. I because, thought about it, and then I said, "Yeah, not just, to. But it's kind of weak. It's kind of sad. Like you, you don't want to give these guys any oxygen by by interacting with them." Um, 
but you know, I've been called like soy boy and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, and, and not, not, not to toot my own horn, but that's literally what I said they were going to do in the article. Yeah. Before they already even published. It's like, that's coming. And that's exactly what they did. It's like, I know who these guys are and they respond exactly how I thought they would. It's like, that's just sad. Yeah. And, and it, it seems to me that when you're, when you're doing that, these overt, like, listen, like I've, I've spent my entire life training in martial arts, like my, you know, since I was five years old, that's, that's been a major part of my life. Um, I'm now 40 years old. So that's 35 years I've spent doing that kind of thing. And I can tell you that the best martial artists I've ever met, the the most gifted like fighters or what what people might consider manly, are often the nicest, the most well, you know, rational, reasonable, uh, sort of um, peaceable, easygoing people I've ever met are like fucking lethal. Um, when you get them because they're you know real fighting prowess does not come from like having huge biceps and wearing hats telling women to be uh to be virgins again right those two like to me that's a sign of insecurity that's a sign that you're not secure in your masculinity you're not secure in your ability as a man so those are the always the guys that would come into the gym and be super macho and then get their get their asses kicked like it's like severe beatings from guys you know that didn't look as tough but were actually tough because they don't have this ridiculous sort of understanding of masculinity or this this image of masculinity in their heads because it's fake it's it's like it's like the opposite like the more macho you try to present yourself as being to me it shows me like that you're the opposite of that like deep down you're a scared little boy yeah, I mean it's the it's the I mean it's my favorite line from um, Game of uh, Game of Thrones. Like anyone who has to, any man who has to say I am the king is no true king. And the same thing goes. It's like if you have to run around and say I'm an alpha male, you're not. You're not. <laughs> you you're have not. to announce it constantly that you're like the ultimate macho man. It's like, well, then you're not, because otherwise you wouldn't have to announce it. People would just you wouldn't be no. you wouldn't be talking about it. Exactly, you wouldn't have to brag about it. Right, and that's why I just didn't interact with these guys because it's like he wants to come and insult. He wants to kind of you know call everybody soy boys and and this kind of stuff. And it's like you just engage with it, and he's you're giving him a platform to, and he's not what he thinks he is. That's the thing. That's that's the kind of. And, but it, it, you know Tucker Carlson as well. It's like I don't get it. Like this this guy, this guy. Well, this- the thing that the thing that bothers me most about this is that. Um, now that it's very coordinated and um, it's it's spreading, right? Because it used to be just an American thing, and now it's spreading, and it's in uh, you know it's in it's in the UK, and uh, I mean sovereign citizens, but also this whole manosphere thing. It's all over the fucking place. But um, the thing that bothers me the most about it is that it's building a permission structure, and this is one of the things that bugs me the most. I mean, everyone gets the white nationalism. Everyone, you know, they see it. They don't necessarily understand what they're looking at. They, they just understand. It's like, oh, they're a bunch of racists. And it's like, it's more than that. And it, it's the same thing with the people in the manosphere uh, because there's a huge amount of overlap between the two. Right. Um, 
I, I mean, and that was something I, I tumbled across a few years ago as well. And, mm. and people who study extremism noticed it as well. Um, the, the, the misogyny is fungible. Mm. Um, when you have people who hate women, it's mm. extremely easy to turn that hate from just women to women and Jews or women and black people. It's a women ruined your life. Yeah, but it wasn't just women, was it? It was also women and immigrants. And they're like, oh, yeah. yeah." You know, and that's how they've used, they've been using that for years. White Nats have been using misogyny for years to recruit people. It's a very effective recruiting tool. But this whole thing is they're building a permission structure. If women are the enemy and they're terrible and they're awful and you're supposed to be the dominant blah, 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 that gives you permission to do anything you want, whether it be on a personal level, whether it be on a legislative level. And that's that's the thread that ties it all together. That's how you go from these morons down in Florida who are, you know, have a thing that's like dominate your wife, dominate your life, to mm. uh, the Supreme Court, which talks about, you know, a domestic supply of infants, like women are breeding cattle. You know, it's the same thread that connects all of it. Women mm. are lesser, which means you as a man could do any fucking thing you want to them. They don't count. You have the authority to do what you want because that's how things are supposed to be. And like, you know, look, we're going to go into the both sides segment uh, shortly. But again, just to reiterate, just to go over that theme again of, you know, the extremism on both sides, there is there's certainly misogyny on the left. Right. We've talked about this. I think you've written about it as well. Um, but the misogyny on the left is not the same as the misogyny on the right. Like it, it isn't. It's qualitatively no, it different. Really isn't. It really isn't. Again, it, I think it's worth stressing this. This is as fucking stupid as it is. The Bernie Bros. There are a lot of you know Bernie Pro douchebags, right? And they are, you know, a lot of them are. I would say misogynistic. Um, but it's not like this. Ain't none of them ever picked up a gun and started shooting women. No, none of them not. ever jumped in a car and ran over a bunch of women. It's not like this, exactly. It's, so, it's just not the same level. So, look, let's do our both sides segment. Both sides are not just as bad. Uh, Justin, who who's your choice this week? All right, I have um, a, an assistant principal. Um, uh, his name was Toby Price. All right, back in March, he got fired. Because he had to step in real quick because the teacher couldn't do it. Um, it was, I think it was virtual. But he just grabbed a book off a bookshelf at a school and read a book to students at a class of, ki- you know, class of kids at his school. Now, this is something I've done, right? I've shown up for parent reading day where you just grab a book and read a couple books to a classroom. The book he grabbed was, I Need a New Butt. Right, B U T T, but as in the butt you sit on. Now, this is part of a four book series. I need a new butt. I've broken my bum. Um, my butt is so noisy, and my bum is so cheeky. Uh, clearly, this was written by someone from the other side of the ocean because um, I think it's adorable, but whatever. <laughs> right? So, this is this is a series of books 
about some kid with his butt who makes lots of fart noises, right? And little kids love this sort of thing. Like fart jokes and butt jokes are like the literal gold standard of humor for elementary school kids. Like there was like an eight month period where Anastasia would not stop making butt and fart jokes because she thought it was the funniest thing in all of creation. And we were just like, oh God, is this ever going to end? It did eventually, but she was yeah, a little Moses kid. Exactly the same thing. Yeah, they, they love this, right? Yeah. You know, it, they're little kids. They love butt and fart jokes. Um, I mean, Jesus, there's adults who still do that for a living. But I mean, look at Family Guy. It's like the entire half the show is butt and fart jokes. But um, so he got fired for reading this because of this crazy hysteria on the right that this was somehow sexualizing kids. Oh, my God. And then it just, he just, in the last couple of days, it was upheld um, that uh, the firing was upheld, right? So he does not get to go back to work. It was in Mississippi. Um, So he's not allowed to go back to work because he grabbed a kid's book and read a book, kid's book to kids because somehow they were sexualizing kids, making button, button fart jokes. And it was like, you people out of your fucking minds. And there is. No, I mean, the left will sometimes throw a hissy fit over like um, uh, Huckleberry Finn because he uses uh, the N word. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, okay, maybe use it a little context there. Probably not the book that you want to pull off the shelves. But this kind of thing does not happen on the left. It just no. does not exist. And it, I mean, at one point, I dressed up as Captain Underpants at school. And the kids thought it was the greatest thing they had ever seen. I ran around in a giant pair of underwear. I had sweatpants underneath it, but still. In a giant pair of underwear with a red cape and ran around screaming tra-la-la for like three hours. And the kids thought it was amazing. And yet, if that happened now, I would have been accused of sexualizing children. And I would would just like, what would have happened to my life? Right. Madness. Well, my my pick this week is uh, our good friend Laura Ingram. And, oh, God. Um, so a uh, shout out to uh, Mike Luciano, um, Fort Banter writer and host of the podcast as well. Hi, Mike. So he, he, uh, he, wrote, he did a piece on Mediaite. Uh, Mike's working for Mediaite right now. And uh, so Laura Ingram this week has uh, been questioning the $40 billion aid package to Ukraine. Um. Because apparently, you know, uh, preserving Western Hemisphere and uh, making sure our NATO allies don't get invaded by Russia is uh, is apparently shouldn't be high on the priority list. So, um, so she said it's a complete outrage that relief is being sent abroad when people are struggling in the U.S. Blah blah blah. Every single Republican said no to this. She said, but the old guard is still in charge, so they're all on board, no questions asked. Then she pivoted to the subject of accountability and invoked the Iraq War. She says, well, and while we're on the subject, why is nobody in the military leadership of the mad states being held accountable for the 13 American service members killed during Biden's botched Afghanistan withdrawal, or for all of the failures of ours in Iraq? Trillions of dollars spent, thousands of lives lost, and to what end? When is the last time America won a real war outright? And the answer, by the way, is World War II. Uh, just to just to um, point this out, that uh, Laura Ingram was a huge supporter of the Iraq War. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, she was one of the Iraq War pimps, wasn't she? Yes, exactly. So um, this is an. <laughs> You quite love. Wow! You have to love these. Like, soon as Trump came on the scene, right? This is what happened to a lot of the people on the right. Because Trump, Trump is critical of the Iraq War, which he supported in the beginning as well, by the way. Um, and then, obviously, when it all went wrong, he pretended it, that he didn't support it. And this is what has happened now to the, <clears throat> the right in America that they now get to whitewash all of this stuff that they supported uh, back in the day. You know, i.e., the Iraq War, all the kind of neocon bullshit that they were they were behind, um, and Loring is no different. Now that Trump's here and fascism is cool and ethno nationalism is cool, and uh, basically um, American isolationism is back in on vogue, you get to now pretend that you didn't support the Iraq War, right? I, it's I, like I, when are they going to start uh, blaming the war on Democrats? I mean, I, we're only a few years out from that, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, like a lot of Democrats did vote for the war, but a lot, most of them have owned it. Like Joe Biden, um, Joe Biden has owned his his uh, his, you know, part the part that he played with the in the lead up to the war in Iraq. He's not trying to whitewash anything. He, he hasn't denied anything, right? Like most Democrats have accepted that they made mistakes on the on the Iraq war. You know, I don't think it's good enough. I think you know it's 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 pretty bad. Like anybody who support anybody who didn't see what was going on during the Iraq War, uh, I think has a lot to answer for. Um, but nevertheless, like you don't get to rewrite history. You don't get to pretend you didn't back something when you did. It's sort of like Glenn Greenwell. Glenn Greenwell does the same thing. Glenn Greenwell pretends he didn't support the Iraq War when he did. And literally wrote about supporting the Iraq War, but now yeah, pretends but he, he write like a five thousand word essay about how he didn't really support it, and how dare you ever accuse him? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he did. But never Please. mind. Anyhow, all right. So look, that's our show for today. Um, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Bob will be back next week. Uh, we're now going to jump into the members only section, um, where Justin, your what, what, what's your You'll just give a little brief overview of what you're going to be talking about in the member section. It's a bit more personal um, um, and it's related. It's about abortion. Yeah. So basically, one of the things Republicans want to do is make abortion illegal in every single form. And mm. if that, if they end up doing that, uh, or if that had been the case back in um, 2000 and I want to say seven, mm. um, my wife would have died. They would have killed oh, her. Gosh. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of take this sort of thing personal when they talk about doing what they're going to do because, you know, and it wasn't she wasn't even trying to get an abortion, but they still would have killed her in the process. So, so okay, we're gonna do, so we're gonna move into the member section to talk about that. Talk about that story. Uh, it's a difficult story. So anyway. Um, anybody wants to come in you can you can uh, get a um, two month free trial on a bantam membership and come listen to the uh, listen to all of our members only content uh, on the podcast and also read our members only articles and you'll be supporting the show as well and you'll get to listen to podcasts that are a bit more kind of personal we try to cover you know um a bit more intimate stuff in the members only sh show so it doesn't go out to the public and um, anyway, we appreciate you listening. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in the member section. Adios.